Hey guys, welcome to From Miles Away, a completely student-run podcast. Where we tell personal stories from students all over the world. We all go to the same international boarding school. And boy do we have some stories to tell. So So stay sustainable, sustainable, open-minded, and give our podcast a try. Hello listeners from all over the world. Welcoming you to a new episode of From Miles Away is Jack from Germany. I'm really excited and so are you to hear today's story by... Katie from Australia. So tell us something about yourself and where you're from. Well, I was originally born in Australia and I grew up there. And then in 2014, my family moved to Germany to the northern part around Mm -hmm. Bremen. And then I've lived there since 2014. Awesome. Okay, so so since 2014 and then you lived in Germany since 2014? Yeah. And then two years ago, I moved here to Freiburg, Robert Bosch. Okay, awesome. And so how how do you identify or how does your identity um, go to Australia rather than Germany? Because a big part of your development did take place in Germany, didn't it? Yeah, so I would I would pretty much say that I developed my sense of self in Australia. I obviously my childhood was there, so I identify very much with the country itself. Um, but then all of my like socializing, you know, the things that you were introduced to as a teenager, like, I don't know, drinking, for example, going out with friends. I was introduced to that in a very European way. So I would say that's sort of like the adult part of me is German and the child part of me is Australian. Right. To like simplify it. Okay. No, that, yeah, I guess that makes sense. All the things you get introduced to as a teenager are the things you end up. <laughs> Let's not specify. Okay. <laughs> um... Okay, tell me about Australia. <laughs> okay, um, like politics or? Um, sure. Well, I guess the Australian government is relatively conservative. We have we have sort of like two large parties, like in the US, we have Labour and Liberal. But actually the Liberal Party is like the Conservative Party and the Labour Party is the Liberal Party. Yeah, that, okay. does, that, does that make yeah, sense? No, I mean, yes. Yeah, generally it's a very conservative government, I would say. Um, especially in terms of immigration. That was something that really, like, I could see a massive difference between Australia and Germany. Because, you know, since um, the refugee crisis, Germany has had, like, an open border policy. They've been very welcoming of refugees. You know, like, okay, yeah. rel- like in comparison to Australia, I'm they've sure been that's super true. welcoming. Like, Australia, people come on boats, and then the Australian government just puts them on an island. Back to, back to an island, right? With a refugee camp on it. Yeah, so they used to have this island called Nauru, which is where they would just put all of their um, like asylum seekers, essentially. And it was pretty much the same as like on the Mediterranean, where you would have people coming in like these rubber dinghies. And then they would just be like, no, we don't want you here. And they would put them on really terrible conditions. This refugee camp was, they expelled all humanitarian associations. Doctors Without Borders oh, wasn't wow. allowed there. It was terrifying. You had kids with extreme depression, extreme mental health issues, suicides at like eight years old, like terrifying things were happening there. Uh, And then that was, I'm not sure exactly which year it was shut down, but sometime around 2010 to 2012, around that time. Uh, The island was shut down. Yeah, the the camp there was shut Uh down. And then slowly people started filtering out. Um, But what's funny is that actually the guy who implemented it again, 
So the, you know, it was the policy was sort of stopped for a while, and then mm-hmm. at some point they were like, you know what, let's strike a new deal. So they started paying Indonesia to take its asylum seekers onto an Indonesian island, essentially. So Nauru was uh, Australian territory. I think it was Australian territory. I'm not entirely sure though. Okay. And then basically they started paying Indonesia to take their asylum seekers to another island. And the guy who came up with this policy, which is essentially the Nauru thing all over again, is now the Prime Minister of Australia. Oh wow, that sounds very conservative on uh, immigration politics. Yeah. Um, and how long How long did that go with Nauru? You said it stopped in 2012? To be honest, I'm not entirely sure. It was at, a, at least over five years, I would say. Okay. But, okay. I, but to be honest, I, I haven't done the research on that. Um, okay, so about... Uh, Conservative government, um, are there, like, where else does that go with a conservative government and then a country that's, would, like, would be um, defined as quite developed? Are there, or, for example, um, I, I've, I've read a lot about the controversies with Australia Day and it being on mm-hmm. the 26th of January, yeah. which yeah. was just a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, or can you lead us into that? Uh, problem into that issue of why why is it an issue that Australia Day is on the 26th of January? Okay, so to, to sort of go into that issue you need to think a little bit about the history and essentially Australia um, the indigenous people of Australia the Aboriginals, they came from sort of the Indonesian area actually mm-hmm. on boats to Australia over 60,000 years ago. So, so they weren't sent back to Nauru because that started in 2007. In over 60,000 years ago. <laughs> yes. So, you know, there were no white people there. There were no settlers. Yeah. There was nothing like like that. This is like the time when like life was forming in Africa, like the like when humans were starting to sort of s- build a civilization sort of. This is the time when mm-hmm. Aboriginals came to Australia essentially. So, they'd been living on the land for tens of thousands of years. And then in 1788, the settlers arrived. Mm-hmm. From England, basically, they were, you know, they were also having issues with um, sort of industrialization starting very, very slowly. And then um, they had like a large urban poor. They had a lot of people who were becoming convicts. So they needed sort of to expand their area. And so the 26th of January, which is Australia Day, um, is then the day when the settlers arrived. And when the settlers arrived, they committed atrocities towards the indigenous people. They brought diseases like they had never seen. They brought, you know, they literally committed genocide right there and then. They started killing them off for sport because they didn't see them as fully human. To free the land for themselves? Yes, they wanted wanted the land, they wanted to expand, they wanted an empire. It was, it was terrible. And so for these people who, like, uh, Aboriginals in Australia today really do not have a good life. They have suffered from generations and generations of, you know, prejudices against them and not having um not being recognized as humans until like the 1960s essentially and then that really results in you know an intergenerational trauma which doesn't get solved overnight Mm -hmm. and only now i feel like the the true acknowledgement is coming so we have some for example usually when we have like an event like a school assembly or something we'll do an acknowledgement of country which is when you say that you appreciate that you're actually on land that was originally owned by um, by the Aboriginal people. So when Australia was an Aboriginal, like before the settlers came, it was split up into many, many, many different countries. Um, and these were sort of like the tribes, you could say. They each had their own like language and culture and they had their own sort of 
um, religion in a sense. So most of the most of the tribes believe that there was this thing called the dream time, which is like before there were humans, before mm-hmm. there was life on Earth. So just everything was sleeping, and there were like these large animals that were asleep, and then they come to life. And so when they talk, when they go to dream, it's sort of their way of connect, connecting with religion, I guess you could say. So uh, for the the issue is kind of. It's a public holiday um, mm-hmm. because that's the time when the white settlers from England came and uh, settled in the land. But for Aboriginals and Indigenous people in um, Australia, it's kind of the day where suffering started. Yeah, I mean, it's the day when the genocide against their people started. Mm-hmm. It's the day when the trauma which still affects them today began. Would you say racism is still a, an issue in Australia today? I would today? say, yeah, definitely. I would say that... Um, discrimination against Aboriginal people is still a big issue. I mean, when I lived there, I was a kid. I was just influenced by what was around me. So I celebrated Australia Day without even thinking about it. And I think the it's not an issue that's taught enough in schools. Like the fact, like the intergenerational discrimination and the racism and the, the problems that affect those communities are not talked about at all in Australian schools. We okay. learn like a tiny bit about the culture, a little bit about like the history. And then we just go straight to like Anzac Day, which is like... Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Anzac Day is like when Australia like helped people in the first. So Anzac war. stands for Australian, Australian New Zealand yeah. Army Corps. Yeah. Okay. So we basically we skip over an entire culture and like the modern problems of that community today, and I think that also serves to add to the discrimination and the racism mm-hmm. is that people haven't learned enough about it. So obviously they're not sympathetic to the problem because they I think Aboriginal communities in Australian society are presented as like drunks, drug addicts. And is that how they're presented? That's to, how they're presented. To also, oh, so how would you say, what was your first, as a child, your first um, contact um, or how were they represented to you? So to be honest, um, when I was a kid, I grew up in in sort of a sub-city of Perth on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And what was told to me was essentially that these people had their own law, like a law that didn't really apply to us, but that the Australian government didn't want to like get mixed into their issues because they had like complicated like intertribal relationships and stuff like that and so the Australian police apparently didn't have jurisdiction to help them if okay. they ever need. so this is I'm to be honest this is just what I was taught when I was a kid um so for example we had this one issue where there was a I think we were told that there was some sort of conflict between the tribes and that one guy from one tribe killed someone from another tribe. And so that tribe wanted to kill someone from his family to like get him back or something like that. And basically they just came around our street and they went around the block with like guns and machetes and they broke into the house behind us with all of these weapons, started like they made it look like they were gonna fire on the people in the house. And then they realized that the person who they were looking for had moved out and it was just mm-hmm. a German family who was staying there and is now traumatized for life by that experience. So then, oh wow! I think it was really interesting because you had this like victimization and you're saying like, yeah, actually the Aboriginal people are the bad guys. When actually, to be honest, I don't think, I think a lot of them wouldn't, wouldn't just kill random people. I mean, I don't think that's the... I, I, and to, to pretend... They're pacifists as far yeah, as I know. Exactly. Their culture like, is... That's why it was, um, as far as I know, so easy for easy um 
for uh, settlers to come in and just take over the country because yeah. they had no weapons, they didn't yeah. fight. But also um, pretending, like, pretending that's just, like, their culture, I think that's atrocious. And that was, like, what was taught to me as a child. So we thought they were, like, these scary, violent people. So, if we, like, if we would go to the beach and they would be, like, in the sand dunes, like, hiding and, I don't know, like, playing with sticks and stuff. And they would say, you know, stay away from them. They're going to start spearing people with those. Like, really things that had no basis in facts <laughs> whatsoever, but they're just sort of brought down. And I mean, it's true that a lot of them have have financial issues because of you know the things that the settlers inflicted on them generations ago and then it sort of you know and, goes and down modern day racism exactly so i i mean there are so many like fort or tyler yeah uh, prejudices yeah many prejudices that really need to be fought through education i think that's the real way to go about it okay um that sounds like it. uh so would do you think um australia day should be changed I personally think it should be changed to a date when I there's one day when the Aboriginal population was actually like um, acknowledged as human beings in the Australian Constitution and for me I think that's a day when you can really celebrate Australia becoming the modern-day country and becoming a country that accepts everyone who lives on its land. I think that's the day we should celebrate. But I don't think we should disregard the 26th of January because altogether. It, it could be a day like an acknowledge like a a day where you look back, um, like uh, two uh, I, yesterday, we had the um, day looking back to nineteen forty-five, um, mm. like the, the Holocaust Memorial Day. Holocaust Memorial Day, mm -hmm. where Auschwitz was freed and lots of other um, concentration camps. Yeah, and and it could be uh, seen like that, where where we just look back. I think you could, but I think it should be an additional day because right now yeah. it's really celebrated mindlessly. Like people go to Barbies, they go and watch the fireworks. Like it's very, it's a day when people don't even really think about the heritage mm -hmm. of Australia. They just sort of celebrate it as it is now. And I think we can't celebrate Australia as it is now, as inclusive as it should be now on a day when those values With that history were, exactly yeah. i think that's not the day to do it i think that's the day when maybe we can do like a memorial to the genocide of the aboriginal people but i think a day to celebrate like our our country and the you know paid like have some sort of patriotic spirit uh -huh. i think that is a day when we can be all inclusive okay well i thank you for your insight um i hope that gave you something to think about and we'll see you next week bye bye <laughs>